Good, whatever time of the day it is, you happen to be listening. This is the PNA Podcast Express Special Edition. They're all kind of special, I guess, aren't they, Phil? If it were any more special. Oh, you're quiet. If it were any more special, they'd put us in the Special Olympics. Yeah, which uh, we might already be there. <laughs> I'm Adam Filkins. As always with me is Phil Nickel. You can email us at pineapplenipplearsehole at gmail.com or pnapodcastexpress at gmail.com. Both Gmail addresses, oddly enough, um, not <laughs> utilized enough by the people who listen. So, Not a sponsor either. No, Gmail is not a sponsor. They, they, they hold our notes ransom a lot, too, I feel like. Because I feel like we should be getting a lot more emails than we currently do. I mean, I've had a dozen people say, I emailed the show. Are they are they filtering us? They could be. They Ooh. could be. Maybe. They I think could. that's entirely possible. <laughs> it's more than entirely possible. Yeah. Oh. So we're gonna we're gonna kind of start this off uh, on a low note. Uh, Phil and I both lost a very good friend uh, yesterday, and a large part of this episode will be therapy for us. Yeah. In yeah. Uh, working through that, so. Uh, Mad Dog, Mark Diamond, um, I know you're probably going to listen to this and, and grimace a lot through it, but uh, I, I hope you enjoy it anyways. And <sighs> we, uh, we're definitely going to miss him, but, uh, you know, we'll, we'll definitely be doing some things in his honor, for the, sure. The, the really tough part for me is I really wanted him to be at the 100th episode. And I, I said this to somebody, I had this conversation, because I've been talking a lot about it, uh, we I discussed that I, actually quite quite a bit. Yeah, I really, I'm really proud of this podcast, and he enjoyed it, and I wanted him to be part of it. So that's that's the bottom line, and in some ways he is now, so it's good. Well, yeah, I mean he's he's going to be on this episode with us, I'm sure, and uh, we will have countless stories <laughs> to to tell. Some funny, some risque, some not so funny. <laughs> Some probably that should never be told, but <laughs> some, stories, some stories that should have landed us in prison. Oh yeah, there's. I am so glad that during the majority of our uh, shenanigans, there were no camera phones. Right. I mean, I I had a cell phone. Right. But it was like a gigantic block of cheese. <laughs> it, it, when it when you dropped it on the pavement, it cracked the pavement. Yeah, you did not have to worry about cracking the screen because it was a a ten digit. <laughs> alphanumeric screen <laughs> that uh, that uh, was indestructible. So Just totally indestructible. Uh, I, I, I also did an inventory today of all the stories I've ever told that my friend is a dick and here's why. Uh, in, in about five of them, Mad Dog was the dick. Yeah, yeah. And, and he could take that whole segment. Yeah. <laughs> we, could have, <laughs> you know. we could actually just say Mad Dog's a dick and here's why, probably, yeah. and, and made, it a, made it a running thing for probably at least 200 to 400 episodes, I would think. But, you know, I, I, uh, I got, got together last night with, uh, with a couple friends of, of Mark's and, uh, and mutual friends, and we had a few beers, and, you know, the... The overwhelming thing that we came up with was, man, he, he was our ass. He was an ass, but he, he was, was our he ass. He was our ass. And wouldn't have traded him for the world. Uh, you know, he's exactly what we needed when we... He's exactly what we didn't want, but what we needed a lot of times. That's, <laughs> that's yeah. what I've thought about a lot. Like, he would come up with some of the most weirdest 
like his takes on things would be so crazy sometimes. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? He'd be like, I, I just how I feel. All right, well, if that's how you feel, then go ahead. I mean, I, I I'm not going to debate you whether you're right or wrong, but well, we had a discussion with uh, with the guys last night, and uh, I was talking to one of them this morning about you know pallbearers for him, and I said, you know, he'd just be like, I'll fucking do it myself. Don't get anybody. I'll just fucking <laughs> I'll do, do it, it myself. My self. <laughs> so, that's, that's the type he was. He was like that all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, it. it uh, it's going to be a strange place, this world without him. It's it's weird. It's weird, and uh, I've I've reminisced a lot. And uh, he, he he was the person that was there for like everything, literally back in the day, like from from like nineteen ninety six through two thousand five for me. Like yeah. everything that happened, he was there. Well, and you know the one thing I've realized in. in talking with everybody is if mad dog was a part of your life he was a big part of your life Mm -hmm. you know he he wasn't somebody that you just casually knew no (laughs) no he he was you don't cat there was nothing topical about mad dog at all no no and he was probably going to piss you off as much as anything but you instantly forgave him if he did and (sighs) he didn't care one way or the other no, he, so he, he didn't, really didn't he really he didn't have didn't. to forgive you he didn't give a fuck but the the thing that i loved about him is the other thing that made him so great is he's just fiercely loyal to his friends though no matter what like if he heard somebody talking shit about about you and you weren't there he'd fucking stand up for you in a heartbeat i know that so i i have a mad dog's a dick and here's why story go on so we were broadcasting a game yeah. and it was an eight man game and uh he he was kind of anti-eight-man football. Of course he was. And uh, we were doing the game, and at halftime, I mean, halftime took forever. It was like 8.45 when we got to the half. <laughs> That's bullshit. I've done those games before. And he's just like, this is terrible. This is just terrible football. It's not even football. And I'm like, dude, you, you got to calm down. You know, we're in a booth of a yeah. school that does eight-man football. They don't want to hear that. So I kind of I kind of jumped on him a little bit about him. like, we can't be like that. He's like, fine, I won't be. I did the rest of the game by myself. He did not say another he word, did he? He didn't say another word the whole game, except for every time I go to commercial, I'd be like, it's fucking bullshit, we shouldn't be doing these games, it's not football. <laughs> <laughs> you could be like, so what do you think about that, Mark? <clears throat> Crickets. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's and he was He was doing the color commentary, so I'm like, you know, uh, run up the left side, good for about six yards. Crickets. All right, thanks for that, Mark. <laughs> oh, I, that's that's perfect. That's perfect, though. So I actually called him out after after like two breaks. Right. You know, I'm like, you're not going to say anything the rest of the night. You're not going to be on the broadcast. He's like, well, it's not you. It's not you. <laughs> I'm like, what do you mean it's not me? It's He's not like, you. Because, well, I'm not not saying anything because of you. I'm saying anything because this is bullshit. It's not even football. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's fucking great. So I, I've got another great story i got to tell. So we were playing out at uh, Tuscola Joe's back in the Dread Trip days. And he had hired this new waitress that Mark really took a shine to. Of course. So he was up talking to us, talking to her, and he walked away. And so we're like, we're like yeah, that, that's our roadie. He's uh, special. He's special. And she's like, 
oh, okay. Oh. I'm like, yeah, he, he's 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 kind of special. Be be uh, be nice to him. Be nice to him, and be prepared for him to order the dinosaur <clears throat> nuggets off the menu. Yeah. So she's like, "What's everybody want to drink?" And he's <laughs> he's like, "I'll take a Bud Light or whatever beer he ordered at the time." And uh, she looks at the rest of us. She goes, "Can he drink?" <laughs> and I, we're can like, he "Oh yeah, drink? He, he can drink. He can drink." <laughs> so he, you know, he's kind of like, "What the hell was all that about?" <laughs> and uh, I'm like, "Oh, she must not have thought you were 21." Oh. And, uh, so <laughs> she thinks you're special. Tor- towards the end of the night, he goes, "I think that chick's kind of into me, but she's being really weird." <laughs> He goes, she's like over the top nice to me, just being really weird. But whenever I make a sexual advance, she really shirks and shuns away. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck. So, yeah, we let that go on the, the entire night and into the next night because that was a Friday. So it was like Saturday when we were playing there that, that we clued her in that no, yeah, he, he's not really special. <laughs> There's nothing special about him. <laughs> So that that was pretty great. <laughs> oh my god! Can, can he drink? Can oh he yeah, drink? yeah. He can drink. What the fuck does that mean? Because Mad Dog would have said it like that too. What the fuck was that about? Yeah. Oh, he, he was. He was just like, what? What, what the hell? I'm like, oh, she must think you're too young. <laughs> you're too young. <laughs> it hasn't been. Instead of yeah, he can't. Should have said uh, it, it hasn't been interfering with his meds lately. <laughs> I thought about that. I, I was going to throw something out there about, well, his medications he's on now. <laughs> We've got that straightened out. Yeah. <laughs> Before he was pissing in the corner. and Oh, wait, that's our other friend. Yeah, that's our other dick friend. <laughs> oh, I can't believe Mad Dog's gone, that's for sure. No, me One either. of a kind. One of a kind. For uh, sure. And, and just, you know, like you say, he was just there for everything. And I, I had a not a, a falling out, but I was upset because in in retrospect, I understand now and I know he was doing it because he missed me. But when I moved to Seattle, he would call me fucking late at night, like like 11 o'clock, 12 o'clock at night, midnight, 1 o'clock. This is even after like my kids were just young. I was married and my ex-wife would just be so pissy. Like it would cause fights. Because he would just call over and over and leave voicemails. And if I, you know, where the fuck are you, man? What the fuck? And I'd be like, I'm trying to live my own life here. And it, it caused a lot of tension in my marriage, like a ton. And uh, it was just because he missed me, though. So I respect that. It was because he wanted yeah. me there with the good times to hang out again. And, and so the first time, I, first time I saw him after I moved back from Seattle... Um, I remember it very vividly. I, I, I walked up to me and I punched him in the face. <laughs> I did. I knocked him down too. And uh, he's like, he's holding his jaw. He's like, oh, "What the fuck was that for?" And I said, "You know what that's for." Then I helped him up and we drank the rest of the night. But still, he's, I heard from his brother and I heard from Irv. You, what the fuck did you punch him for? I'm like, I, I don't know. Just the natural reaction when I saw him. It wasn't the first time he'd received that greeting from someone, I'm no, sure. <laughs> no, and it was It was just because it was all that pent up. And I was going through my divorce at the time. My grandfather had just passed away. That's when I That's when I spent about six months there just living like no human should ever live. Just, uh, you know, just alcohol-fueled rage, basically. Yeah. So, 
So I got through it, and really, I, I, I saw I saw Mark. I saw him maybe three or four times since then, and they were all good. The one wasn't so good. It was over at Darren Bay's house, and uh, I don't know what his problem was that night, but he just was acting like he did during that radio broadcast, just giving me the like sarcastic asshole answers and not telling me anything and just being a dick. And I'm just like, all right, fuck you then. I remember saying that to him. Well, you couldn't know Mark and not have some sort of episode with him like that at That's some 100%, point. right. You know, I, I, I can't think of anybody that doesn't sit there and go, well, yeah, Mark and I this one time, you know. Right. It, it was just, that was part of knowing Mark. Right. And, uh, but, you know, the good outweighed the bad. Oh, by far. Like, And then one of the other uh, ones that, since I moved home, is I, I stopped at his house. And we sat in his little side yard there, and the mosquitoes were horrible. But uh, he pulled out all the old... Um, He's kind of our historian for our group. Like, he, yeah. pull, he pulled out all the pictures and everything, and we started talking about it and just going down memory lane, and it was fucking fantastic, you know? Yeah. Oh, the the Stan Thompson books, all oh, yeah. the pictures. I mean, Mary's got a ton of pictures, too, the, of, of, like, the... Right. That I know. era. Yeah, the, of that era. Because let me tell you, we were all, you know, young, early 20s, and we were doing what college kids in early 20s do. We were just fucking having a good time enjoying life you know yeah and times were a lot different then than they are now well there was not near as much to worry about we had no worries man are you kidding our problems were so small it was ridiculous like i think back to being stressed out when i was like 22 and i'm like oh you fool yeah it it uh a total different vibe to everything like that good for right now Lyndon. thank you buddy so you know and but mad dog was the he was the you know, I would like to put the over-under on amount of weddings he was in, oh, uh, like God. 22, I bet. He was in everybody's fucking wedding. Yeah. No matter what. Yeah. And he was, he was like you say, he was our historian, but he was also our facilitator. Yeah. Like, you could call Mad Dog up and be like, what's going on tonight? And he knew. Oh, yeah. You know, it. I mean, there was, you didn't have to call anybody else, and he never gave you the... You know, I don't know. I'm just going to stay in tonight. No, no. Because <laughs> that was like, not an option. Let's fucking roll. Yeah. yeah. And uh, nine times out of ten, you didn't have to call him because he was calling everybody else going, all right, this is where the party's at tonight. This is what we're doing. He he loved he loved that role, and re- he relished that so much. Like, I think the happiest and the most, uh, like, most enjoyment he I remember him getting out of his own life was when we were doing all the stuff out at Bob's Barn. Oh like all yeah, the, he loved that because he was the, he ran the place and he was not ashamed to let you know that he was. This is my party. This is my and and of course Bob is such a pushover that Bob just be like okay yeah you know. Well, I, I, honestly, I spent most of the night in my bachelor party at yeah. Bob's barn. Mary probably go. doesn't even know that, but yeah, <laughs> Mickey and I went out there and just yeah we we got a hold of Mad Dog. What's going on tonight? We're looking for something to do. Oh, we're gonna be out at Bob's. All right, it's less than a mile away from home. Sounds good, and. uh Bob was barbecuing shrimp. Yeah. Oh God. Bob so shrimp. it was a good night. The shrimp. He. Oh. He. He had oh. this marinade. He had him in, and uh huh. He'd throw them on the grill, and he'd be like, "They can only be on there for about a minute and a half. That's all you need." And they just melt in your mouth. Yeah. I would. I would drown a midget right now for some of those shrimp. Yeah. Absolutely. I would club a baby seal. Yeah. That's that's one hundred percent true. But but he was so. Those were his like happiest times that I remember. Mad Dog. Um. One of the big turns in his life, of course, when his father passed away, was really tough on him. Yeah, uh, he 
he wasn't the same for a long time after that. No. No, and, and you know, it just... Uh, his dad played a pretty big, pretty big role in his life. He I mean, did. and very close family. And so I, I love how his dad. One of my favorite stories Mad Dog told me was, uh, you know, it was I might have been April Fools or it was whatever day, and we called him to swap shop just fucking around, and I disguised you know done my weird voice or something, and uh, his dad's sight was never ever good, but his hearing was great. He's like that's Phil Nickel on the phone. <laughs> <laughs> And Mad Dog tells me that story. He's like, and then he's like, I listen. I'm like, yep, that's got to be Phil. Then I gave him Stalker's phone number. <clears throat> well, I was going to say that evolved to where all of us were doing that. Right. And one of my favorite ones was Mad Dog calls in and, you know, in his Stan Thompson voice. And, yeah. It's Stan Thompson. I've got a trunk full of monkeys. I'll be at Tractor Supply. <laughs> yeah. If you need a monkey, I'm your guy. And, and he, <laughs> he had this whole spiel. Yeah. And then he gives Stalker's number. <laughs> we always gave Stalker's number. Is this number and still, then, what, 404-3160, I think it is? Yeah. <laughs> I didn't give the area code with it, but you can figure it out if you're yeah. a sleuth. So he, uh, that's actually not it, but. Oh, it isn't? No. Is it 3164? You're really close. 3166. No. Oh. 3162? No. Oh, there's not many other combinations. Your you're, you're first number is wrong. Oh. But. You're, but you were pretty close. Yeah. But anyways. That was just out of memory. I haven't. A and this few minutes, is years ago. A few minutes later, Riley Chapin calls in. <laughs> I got these sleds and sauces. <laughs> well, that, that day it was, a, it was shovels of assorted sizes. So, see, I, I had pitchforks and wheelbarrows when I called. <laughs> I got pitchforks and wheelbarrows. I got about 23 pitchforks and 17 wheelbarrows. I, I wish I had a pitchfork for every barrel, but I don't. <laughs> Oh, oh, yeah. The, Finger Hut catalogs galore. Well, so many coupons and, like, checks for $2.30 to reimburse for something. You know how, how many free tacos we got from Taco Bell back in the day? Every time somebody got a new address, you're getting a free, you're getting a free taco. Because <laughs> all you had to do was call Taco Bell Cares and bitch. And they'd send you, oh, we'll, we'll send you a voucher for a free tacos. That was our housewarming gift for a lot of people as they changed addresses. And so, Mad Dog and I would call Taco Bell. <clears throat> so Riley calls yeah. Anheuser-Busch one time. Oh, we just got a lot of shit from them. And he, he talked them into sending because he was really pissed about, you know, he opened a, a case of beer and the very first can had some kind of debris in it. And he was just pissed. It could have been a mouse. Could be a mouse. Hey, there's a mouse in my beer, eh? And uh, so the, they're like, oh, well, sir, you know, we'd like to make this right by. He's like, well, if you want to make it right, I need a, uh, my wife needs a, Budweiser bikini. <laughs> so they sent him one, and then he calls him bitches because he's like, it's too small. <laughs> I said like, my wife, not my daughter. I told you I was calling from the trailer park, and you send me that size? <laughs> so they sent him another. Of course. We got t-shirts galore from them. Oh, I remember t-shirts that. And there are so many uncashed checks. Like oh, I yeah. say, some of them were actually decent amounts. It was like 18 bucks. But and like they yeah. were for Stan Thompson. There's probably $1,000 for the checks in that damn, <laughs> Stan, in that damn album. Stan Thompson is on the books for like $1,000 from Anheuser-Busch. They're like, Stan Thompson never cashed his checks. Hi, this is Stan Thompson. <laughs> I bought a box of Kleenex and there was a giant stick in the middle of it. I don't think you processed that one right. <laughs> I bought a roll of toilet paper, and it was just bark. (laughs) (laughs) 
Riley did call one time. He got, called Little Debbie, and he's like, I bought a box of oatmeal cream pies, and there was one of unusually large size inside, and I was, didn't think it was safe to eat. Well, was it was it just flattened out? Did it get smushed? No, no, it's just huge. Yeah, I think it was folded. <laughs> See, that's hilarious. <laughs> it's unusually large size, so I didn't eat it. We this is what so this kids this is the late nineties and early two thousands in a nutshell, right there. We had nothing better to do than call these. Do you remember? Oh, one of my favorite things to do with Mad Dog. Uh, he and I, I'd like to say I came up with it, but it, it was collaboration. We play one eight hundred roulette. We just dial one eight hundred, then a number, and just yeah. talk to whomever yep. on the other end. Remember doing that? Uh huh. And we talked to this lady whose husband was a firefighter in California for like an hour. And finally, I'm like, "Why do you have a one She's like, "So my husband can call toll free because he travels the throughout the United States." Really nice lady, and we didn't we really didn't fuck with her a lot, but it was just an awesome perspective. But most of the time, we just call and fuck with these people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. We we called a lot of different. Uh, a lot of different places. One one time I just randomly ran across, it was 1-800-4-SEGA. And I didn't know that when I called, but it was Sonic the Hedgehog right. to answer the phone. I remember this one. So then from there on out, I would like forward people's phones to that number. Yes. So that when people would call them, it would go to that. I remember you doing that. Hey, can I borrow your phone, Adam would say. And you're like, yeah, sure. Because back then we were so trusty. We didn't have smartphones. No, no, no. God, yeah. phones were just as dumb as the ones that hung on the wall in your house. That's but. right. But And Adam, being the IT and tech savvy guy, would be able to forward your incoming calls to fucking money. <laughs> and then when somebody would finally see you, why does every time I call your phone it go to Sega? And I'd just sit there and laugh. <laughs> well, remember that, that was that was the kind of shit that entertained us back yes. then. Yes. Well, you remember? I think you and Mad Dog were part of it. Uh, Stoliker, you either got his password for his email or he left it open or something. So you changed his signature to say that I I need to tell everybody something. I'm gay or something like <laughs> <Yes>. that. <laughs> that was, and he sent out hundreds of emails like that. That was Mad Dog and Haas. Yeah. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've got to be honest with everybody. I can no longer be someone I'm not. <laughs> Oddly enough, still his email signature. <laughs> StyleZ34 at Hotmail.com. Remember that one? Yes. <laughs> Why do uh, I remember this shit? Oh, because we didn't have to remember much back then. No, no. We so <laughs> stupid shit would stick in your head. And anytime anybody had an email sign up, I'd sign up StyleZ34 at Hotmail.com. So when I had my store, it turned, he got spammed so much. I bet I'd walk into my store. You know, I'd, I'd go out and I'd be delivering computers and stuff. And I'd walk into my store, and there'd be Riley, Mad Dog, Haas, and Stolly in there. And I had told Haas, I'm like, you know, because this was back in the Dread Trip days. I'm like, yeah. I need a CD replicator. He's like, Oh, I can make one. <laughs> I can so just make one. one. This is how Haas is. I can just make one. So he 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 he's back there just burning CDs off. I'm like, Are those all Dread Trip CDs? No, game. <laughs> Just no game. <laughs> and that's as much. The guy is one of the obvious of our group. Of our group, I'm not ashamed to say Haas is by far and away the smartest oh, when God, it comes no. to knowledge wise. And, and like but, the but weirdest he's a man, things. a few words though. No game. Yeah, no game. <laughs> I remember in the paper they went over and it was like Haas and uh, Brad Bays and a yeah. few a few other guys. That were on the uh, programming team that went over to Saginaw Valley for the competition over there. Yeah. And 
it was basically Haas that would do everything. Yes. But there's pictures of him in the paper, and he had that big tuft out the front of his head. Yes, he did. And he'd be typing on the computer, <laughs> but when he'd see somebody taking his picture, he'd like turn his head real weird and look at the camera, <laughs> and be, and, but still typing away. And Bayes told me, he's like, it was the weirdest thing, because like Dale Ball was there one time. Taking pictures. Right. Over at Saginaw the Valley. The of eSports. And he was trying to get a decent picture of Haas, and Haas just would not let him get a decent picture. <laughs> and he goes, we still won the competition with Haas the whole time trying to just fuck with Dale Ball. <laughs> to take a terrible picture. Yeah. So he's like, he goes, we still, he goes, nobody else touched the keyboard. Mm-hmm. Nobody else touched a single keyboard. He goes, all the other teams <laughs> are looking at us and laughing like, oh, those guys are going to lose. And, and then goes, Haas just killed them all. And he goes, and Haas just destroyed every one of them. So one of my favorite memories, too, when you had your store the one night we stopped by, and Haas, there was just a bunch of empty fucking beer cans. And apparently he had been up for like 37 straight hours. And it was Mad Dog and I, and he says to Mad Dog, he just says, Krabby Raccoon. And I'm like, what the fuck is Krabby Raccoon? And Mad Dog knew how to speak Haas at the time. Yeah, yep. So Mad Dog says he wants Crab Rangoon from the Chinese place. Yep. So I'm like, Crabby Raccoon. Okay, so we call the Chinese place. Get him. Like, how many orders do you want, Haas? Five. Do you have any money? No. (sighs) I'll cover this one. Okay. So we get five orders of Crabby Raccoon, Crab Meat Rangoon, and he sits there and just fucking mouths this food. And we're all of a sudden, we're talking, and he's just eating, 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 and all of a sudden, Mad Dog and I go, like, we walk out and walk back in. He's just fucking sacked out, passed out on the floor. Oh, yeah. Just out. He filled his belly. He was drunk on a 37-hour, and he'd been working that whole time, though. So this 37 hours weren't just him drinking. They were him working on computers the whole time. Well, and you know, this is the funny part. And he just passed out. He was out. He was dead to the world. I I said to Haas one time, I'm like, do you want to come up and do some work for me? Yeah. All right, well, what do you want? I don't know. And then I would get an order in, and there'd be stuff on there that I'd be like, well, I didn't order this. This is pretty high end. He's like, that's for me. You don't that's have to pay me. me. Yeah. <laughs> you don't, you have, don't to have to pay me. You don't have to pay me this week. But I love how he just housed that, like, four. It was four orders, actually. Not that. Four orders of crab, crabby <laughs> raccoon, crab meat rangoon, and just fucking passed out. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, he slept on the floor more in that place than... <laughs> yeah. He probably slept at home. And, but he, he loved it because it was all computer stuff everywhere. Yeah. yeah, and Mad Dog and I are like, well, I guess we should probably leave now. And then we got the video camera out and, of course, did some man-on-the-street shit like we always did. Yeah. So, I, you know, I hope he has those I hope he has those VHS tapes somewhere. I asked him about them because we, we filmed such classics as Every Which Way Been in a Corvair. <laughs> I'm not lying. We, it was Lance and Mad Dog and I did Every Which Way Been in a Corvair. It was about an hour of us just doing nothing sitting in his garage in his dad's busted ass old corvair there's a there's a deer um there's a deer like one of those foam deer targets uh-huh. sitting in the back the back dash of the with with wrapped in christmas lights <laughs> and it's us talking in a youper accent the whole time <clears throat> every which way but in a corvair yes so i'm wondering mad dog may have the uh the life after midnight chronicles and that's that's that was our man on the street stuff yeah we'd go out and uh, we just we tape we tape for hours of just shit of us fucking around. The the best ever was Mike Lacey in the back of a uh, in a bathtub. We were dragging behind my <laughs> Plymouth Sundance Life After Midnight, and it, it had a little like inch and a quarter hitch on it. Yeah, we would loop the rope through that so you didn't have to like totally hold on to it with your hands, but you could quick release it right. Yeah. Like so, if somebody was coming, we could just let go of it and get out of there. 
And uh, so Mike Lacey one night, we're dragging this bathtub. It's me, him, and Haas. And he's like, uh, I'll ride in it if you got a helmet. <laughs> and, and, of course, I had a helmet. Of a ba- course. A baseball helmet. Uh, yes. So yes. I hand it to him, and he's like, does this count? Haas like, oh, yeah, it counts. And at that point, what are you going to do? Because if you don't get in the tub, Haas is going to put you in it. You're, gonna, you're not going to argue with it. By the way, and we've mentioned it before, Haas also 6'3", six, 6'4", six, all of 300 pounds, but yeah. not, not a fat 300 pounds. No, a weightlifting 300 pounds. Yes. And uh, so he, uh, Mike got in there, and Haas is in the back holding the rope, and I'm driving. I can hear Mike just yelling, right? <laughs> I'm like, what's he saying? Haas is like, uh, go faster. <laughs> That's not what he was saying. So we finally stop. And I'm like, he's like, oh, you assholes. I'm like, why, what? He goes, I've been yelling the whole time. I'm like, you weren't saying go faster? He's like, no, I'm like, stop, you bastards. <laughs> and Haas says, go faster. Uh, go faster. <laughs> and ha- that's exactly Haas is like, I guess I didn't hear you. <laughs> but he said that through the drain hole in the front, like sparks were shooting up at him and rocks and shit. <laughs> And, and the bottom was getting hot. Of course it's going to get hot. It's called friction, folks. Yeah. So And we probably drove him, drug him three, four miles at, at about between 35 and 40 miles an hour. Jesus. <laughs> that had to be scary as shit. And I, you know, I look back on it now and I think, wow, he died. He, he's lucky he's still alive. That's amazing. And this is what we used to do. Oh, just Haas. Fuck that guy. But yeah, Dog would go out with us every now and then on, on Life After Midnight type of... Uh, right. Excursions. Type of events. And, uh, I hope he ha- and I know it's on VHS because that's what we had back then. But I hope those tapes are somewhere. We, I- have, to, we have to get a VHS player yeah. and go somewhere and watch all of those. Let's do it. Let's that do would be it. awesome. I know he's got them somewhere. I know yeah. Mark's got them somewhere. Mark... If there's one thing about Mark, if it had value to him, which I know those tapes did and all those photos did, they were never you were you were never going to get those away from him because he loved no. those things so much. No. And I I hope that you know, I hope that Rick and his mom realize the value that those have to the rest of us. Right. And uh, I'm sure they will cuz Mark was not secretive about the stupid shit we used to do. Oh no, not at all. And how it was uh it was very sacred to him. So he was he was a mad dog. He was our mad dog, man. He's a uh, oh fuck, what a guy. <laughs> yeah. So uh, well, since we both have some beer, cheers to Mad Dog. Fucking a, cheers. Love you and miss you, buddy. Yeah, it is definitely going to be a different world uh, moving forward without him. You know, it's, I'd hoped, and we, I'd hoped this podcast was a long ways off, but here it is. So, yeah, I, I did not expect that call. I, you know, I'll be honest. I half expected him to outlive me, just because he was mad dog and too pissed off to have anything happen. <laughs> just to out him. of spite. Yeah, out of, you, I told I told Mad Dog I was that he was going to die long before me, so he outlived me just out of spite. Yeah, <laughs> just to prove you wrong. Just to prove you wrong. And how fitting, and we've talked about this, it's Monday, full disclosure, this is our Tuesday episode, and um, the, the Green Bay Packers, his favorite team ever, played the fucking Lions on Monday Night Football tonight. Yeah, it's kind of hard not to root for the Packers. 
It really is. How but I, I love how, how much he hated. He hates Aaron Rodgers so oh much. Oh, God, yeah. <laughs> He's a huge Packers fan and fucking hates Aaron Rodgers. Especially, you know, honestly, one of the last texts that I got from him was about Aaron Rodgers sucking. <laughs> so, you know, he... Uh, it, it, it was last week, and he was he was grousing about the <laughs> the performance. performance yeah. Fucking Rogers doesn't even care. Well, no, he's a multi multi millionaire. Uh, he looks like he can see a hobo now too with his hairdo. And have you seen the picture of him and Tom Brady next to each other? It's I know like Aaron Rodgers is seven years younger, younger than Tom Brady seven or something years like that. Younger than Tom Brady, <laughs> and he looks uh, like an old hobo. Uh, so, <laughs> I, uh, what else? We were just... Go ahead. Whatever you're going to do. Just because I hadn't played it yeah. tonight. Uh, another favorite night. It was Mark and I were just bored. And uh, we're like, hey, Sandusky High School was probably only two years old at the time. That building, maybe three. Yeah. We're like, let's go break in. So we broke into the high school. We're just fucking running all around. We got got into the gym. And like they have these cor- those corners of the gym where they keep equipment up top. But there's those... Yep. Those cinder block walls that don't only go up like eight feet. Yeah. So he hoisted me up over one of those fuckers, and I opened the door, and we just, I don't know, stealing's wrong, kids. But we got out of there with a little bit of equipment. I mean, yeah. nothing substantial, but it's fun. There were like some practice jerseys and some other shit like that. So. Well, you know, it was funny at one time because we store some wrestling equipment for our tournament up there. Yeah. And at one point I had a master key, but they took all the coaches' master keys away. Uh, when there was a break-in at the elementary school. Right. And uh, even though it wasn't any of the coaches that did anything, it was bingo. They left a back door open for the smokers, oh. and they left it open, and that's how the kids got in. So yep. they took everybody's keys away. So I didn't have a key for that room anymore. We store our stuff. But they asked me, like, you had a key? I'm like, yeah. And I just told one of the kids, I'm like, ah, jump over the wall. Yeah, just jump over the wall. And they saw that, and they're like, I thought you said you had a key. I'm like, I do. I do. It's called the kid I can jump yeah. o- have jump over the wall. Yeah, he's a junior. That's right. <laughs> he's a junior. Ah, <laughs> uh, what, what else? Oh, CB culture. Mad Dog loved his fucking oh. CB culture. Remember that? Oh. He was big on that, those CBs for so long. I, that was one of the favorite portions of my life growing up. Because, yeah. you know, we, we all had those before cell phones were at all big. Yeah, no. You know, I don't know if I, I'm probably, I think I had my cell phone, but it had like 20 minutes on it. I, th- I think one out, only one out of every three cell phones at that time was not a bag phone. Right. I My first cell phone was not a bag phone. Nice. It, which which was, but it was a Nokia that, like hmm. I say, was like a block of cheese. It was bigger than our recording right. thing. It was like <laughs> this big, and it had a full antenna that like cranked out on it. So I if I worked... You, held it in my car i had to hold it at a weird angle so, so the, the antenna could work so it didn't hit the roof oh so it didn't hit the roof you're like go for dicky yeah <laughs> but uh but the cbs oh, you know you had mad dog you had f series yeah we had you had so our, many people with uh, what seagull was this, was yeah yeah um oh there were so many people that had what was your handle <sighs> big willie Big Willie. I, I was Axe Man. I did not give myself that moniker, by the way. That was from Mad Dog, actually. Oh, wow. Well. Because he called me Big Willie Style for a long time there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That was his. So he. So I'm like, what is my handle going to be? He's like, Big Willie. I'm like, all right. I mean, it's false advertising, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> so we, uh, 
Yeah, we had a lot of fun with those. You remember playing cat and mouse with those? I do. Going oh, in hiding so places and yeah. And then you watch your meter and I remember I didn't have yeah. a CB with a meter yeah. when I first got into it. I immediately there was a guy in Emily City that sold shit out of his garage. Right. Oh, that's the best shit. And so I went there and he had like a really good Cobra yeah. you know, one twenty nine or whatever it was, or twenty nine forty channel. And uh and he had an amplifier. So I had an amplifier and I had an antenna on nice. my on my uh S10 pickup. Yep, that was bigger than the S10. If I took a turn too fast, it was going to topple it over. You're like, whoa! But I also had a uh, like 160 watt antenna, <laughs> and I, I would talk to people in Canada. <laughs> you had to check in with the FCC. Yeah. <laughs> when I'd key up planes and crash to the ground that were above me. <laughs> breaker, breaker, one nine. So then, then I had to go back over to Garage Guy, and I had to buy an attenuator because when I was in town. Like, I could turn my the preamp on my amplifier off, yeah. but when I was in town, anybody that keyed up was full signal to me. Right. So I had to buy an attenuator so that I could turn the signal down. So I had this little knob on my dash that I could turn down, and it would it would lower the amount of signal that it would pull in. And uh, That's fantastic. And so I, I had Thank that you, so man. that I could play cat and mouse because yeah. I couldn't play it for a while. I was just blindly driving around, but that attenuator worked great. It was a huge advantage. Think about think about everything we just said, and think about how many people actually understand what you just said about the CB culture and everything. I, I know, I know fully what you're talking oh, about. Oh yeah, but unless I bet you, if you're under the age of, I don't know, sixty or was never a trucker, like you have no idea. Like what, it's CBs, it's just something that caught on like wildfire for us in Sandusky, and that's what everybody would do. Oh you know? yeah. Well, there, it was more than just Sandusky. You got on a Port Huron, there was a lot of traffic. There yeah. was a lot of people on CBs then. Yeah. Just because it was free. You know, cell phones had just come out and were getting popular, and people were like, well, I want something free. I'm going to go to CB. Or, or you know, no one would talk on their cell phone until 9 o'clock because it was free after yeah. 9 o'clock. Yeah. Oh, oh What wow. the fucking racket was that? It's. I mean, cell phones are still a huge racket. Don't get me wrong. But, uh... Back then, yeah, it cost so much money. Like, I remember my dad, like, gave me a, my, a cell phone and said, only use it for emergencies. And I never used it. It sat in my car all the time. And yeah. one night, I don't know, somebody got a hold of it. And they must have talked on it for, like, probably two hours. I would say two hours. Yeah. yeah my dad gets the bill. He's like, oh, fuck, the bill was $27 more last month. I'm like, holy fuck. <laughs> yeah. Well... I think I paid like eighty dollars a month for a hundred minutes, right, on my first cell phone, and free after nine o'clock. Yeah, and I, I remember when I got it, I'm like, I told somebody, I'm like, I have a hundred minutes a month. How will you ever use that? Right, you know, because Jesus, you could never talk in your car that much. I'm like, well, mine's portable. <laughs> well, what do you mean portable? Well, it's not in a bag. I, it has a battery. I can like walk right. around with it. So you could be at the fair and be on your cell phone. I'm like, yeah. Yeah. No. 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 How does that even work? Where's the antenna? I'm like, it's built into the phone. No. Who the fuck is Nokia? And what the fuck are they doing? Yeah. Is that witchcraft? I almost got burned. (laughs) Sorcery. I almost got burned at the stake because of my first. uh, I know. I know. Like, where are you? Wait a second. Where are you calling me from? I'm calling you from the Tilt-A-Whirl. (laughs) 
Can't you hear they're playing Pearl Jam? That's right. No, it's a it's a <laughs> Paradise City by uh, by Guns N' Roses. <laughs> yeah, they're playing Pearl Jam. I I, I only remember that because uh, I was on the Scrambler, and they every time I rode the Scrambler one year, it seemed like they had even flow. It was even flow. Yeah. I I fell in love at the fair one year. And it was weird because it's the summer that they played like that How Bizarre song over and over and over and over again. So now I get a weird erection every time I hear that song. Huh. Because she was hot. She was way out of my league. But to be fair, most women are. But anyway. (laughs) Probably most guys, too. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah, so, uh, the fair. <gasps> what was Sonic that? Boom! <laughs> Sonic Boom! Uh, this is a retro video game soundboard. Oh, very nice. Adoken! 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 Uh, so, that, that were good times. There were a lot of good times. Oh, he lo- Mad Dog loved Indy Nickel, too. He would race... If you... The thing he would do is he, he had a whole string of very, very shitty vehicles because that's just what Mad Dog's synonymous with. Remember the dog sled? Yeah. <laughs> he was synonymous with having shitty vehicles. So I had a quarter-mile racetrack at my mother's house. It was just a, an oval in a field is all it is. Don't think I'm any – don't think I fancy. Oh, I remember that. Don't think I fancy or anything. We brought the lawnmower over to run that's right. time. We would race everything on it, but Mad Dog's big shtick would be like, hey, I left something in your car. Can I borrow your keys? Next thing you know, he's out on the fucking racetrack with your fucking car. <laughs> he did that to me like four times, and I'm like, well, you would have think I would have learned by now. Do you remember the blue lawnmower we tried to soup up in my garage? Yes. And we, we painted it. We took all this painstake. We brought it out to your place, and it ran like a lap and a half <laughs> before it died. Blew the transmission out of it because, oddly enough, when you have people that have to know how to soup up an engine but aren't smart enough to soup up the, the transmission, transmission <laughs> you kind of blow the transmission out of the thing. And that's when he blew a tranny. Yes. <laughs> we- <laughs> I'm not sure what that was. <laughs> Uppercut! 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 Oh, these are pretty good. I like these, uh... I like these soundboards. So, you know, the the one thing I guess I never realized... I know Mark loved music a lot. But I was reading his obit, it said karaoke. I'd never seen it. Was he big into karaoke? Well, so I... DJ'd his last few uh, family reunions. He had me come out and DJ it, and mm-hmm. I'd take a screen out, and we'd karaoke. And, yeah, he loved karaoke. When we were over in Kalamazoo, uh, and we went over for a uh, baseball fantasy baseball draft a few years ago. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we went to a bar that had karaoke, and he'd see, get up there, and he was terrible at it, see, but he not, loved it. That's not the mad dog I know, but I respect that, because we all grow and venture out. So, Oh, yeah, he, he, he absolutely loved it, and he... Just uh, just a couple weekends ago, he was up doing uh, family tradition with a bunch of his family at his. Uh, That's great family reunion. So I mean, it. it uh, I hope somebody has a video of that. I yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, good, good. You, did you get video of that? No, uh, the guy's uncle. 
Oh yeah, his, his uncle was there taking video of and pictures of like Good. everything. So Good. So if you can get a hold of that audio, we'll put it on our podcast. That would be cool. Yeah. That would be cool. So it uh yeah, we we actually a couple years ago we took the boys out with us and you know, Anthony who's who sang a lot of different places, he he did a, a Stone Temple Pilot song and did a great job on it. Andrew did a Randy Newman You Got a Friend in Me song. You got a friend and in me. I gotta see if I can find it real quick because uh it, it's it, it's pretty pretty amazing actually. So another thing that we were definitely into was retro gaming for a little while there with Mad Dog. So I had my old Atari and of course the NES system. And we were this was one of those odd nights where nothing was going on. We could not find anything to do. So we end up in his at his his house or his mom's house, parents' house at the time. His dad, I think his dad was still alive. We're upstairs in his room just fucking gaming like like fiends. We had a we had a 30 we had a 30 pack. We had a dirty 30. And we're just drinking beer and drinking beer and drinking beer. And all of a sudden, we're out of beer. The sun is coming up. And it's like 6 o'clock in the morning. And you know what he says to me? Hey, the Watertown, the party store opens at 7. Well, fuck it, man. We're staying up. So we stayed up until 7. <laughs> and we went down and we raided the, f- the freezer for... Because his mother always bought stuff off the Swan's truck. So we raided the freezer. And then we went there at 7. And the lady was opening... Like, she was literally unlocking the doors we were walking in, and we bought, I think we bought a, just a 12-pack. Because I said to Mark, uh, I don't know, we probably only need a 12-pack. So, we game some more, and we finishes up that 12-pack. <laughs> and now it's about 10. We go back to the store, buy another 12-pack, because I'm like, 12 ought to do, it's 10 o'clock in the morning. We finish that up, and it's 1. We go back to the store, she <laughs> refuses to sell to us. <laughs> She's like, I've already sold you a case of beer, and it's only 1 o'clock in the afternoon. I'm like, well, we've been up all night, and we drank a 30-pack before that. Probably could have went without those details to uh, get served. <laughs> so so I just remember uh, and then going and sleeping, and we missed something epic that night, though, because I'm pretty sure we both crashed out and woke up at, like, midnight. And we're like, oh, fuck. Jeez, oh, Pete. Yeah, you know... There were, there were several of those times with Dog. Right. I, Just I, absurd. You know, here's the thing I loved about Mad Dog back in the day. You would hang with him, and something absurd would, like, it would be, like, I had a classic series of situations you should never have to explain yourself or ever be in. That, that was hanging out with Mad Dog, where you're like, how did you end up here? Holy fuck, it's a long story. Sit down and buckle up, you know? Oh yeah, there, it was. There was always absurdity involved. Oh, so much absurdity! I mean, just things that you would go. Normal people don't end up in these situations, but here we are. I remember him getting into a fight somewhere over a ham sandwich, <laughs> and I'm like, "What the fuck are you even doing right now?" He's like, "Well, the fucking lady and fucking ham sandwich." I'm like, "What?" <laughs> it was at like a fucking party or something, and he's bitching about. No, we were in Saginaw. We were in Saginaw. And it was at like a. a uh, Sigma Pi party, and somebody had a ham sandwich, and apparently he wanted one, and the guy said, "Go fuck yourself." So Mark took it upon himself to make sure that that guy fucked himself. Oh, because I think Mark grabbed this fucking ham sandwich and threw it on the ground and stomped on it. Well, there you go. <laughs> he just wanted a fucking ham sandwich. 
Oh, I, I, I'm going to play this real quick because this is Andrew when he was like a sophomore at Mark's family reunion mm-hmm. doing, uh, which honestly, you go to their family reunion and you're DJing there and you're doing karaoke for them and you, you feel like your family. They're of course. Just fantastic people. His, so. I, I, that's another thing I always loved. And Rick, I miss you. I miss you so much. Like, we need to hang out. I never, I never met people who, even though they didn't have a ton, they would give you everything no matter what. If you're oh, family, yeah. if you're friends, you were always welcome at their house. I can't tell you how many times I was there and just, <laughs> that reminds me of another story, but I'll tell that one. I got to depart a little bit from this line because this is not a sappy story than the one I'm about to tell. But uh, you always felt just, you were home. You know, they made sure that, that their home felt like your home no matter yeah. what. Well, and you know, it's funny because there's people that are at their family reunion that are not blood relatives. Right. That are, Merv is one right. that, that doesn't miss one because. And you know how we met Merv? Through me. Through college, because I went to yeah. Saginaw Valley with Merv. Yeah. Yep. And uh, Merv is a bowler, correct? No, no, no. I think he got into it, but I, I, he Merv was just a dumbass I went to class with, and uh, for some reason, and I can't explain this, and I'll never for the life of me understand it. But Merv, Merv was our kind of our dumbass at Saginaw Valley in engineering, but we loved him. We still loved him, but he was our our dumbass. And for some reason, when him and Mad Dog, I remember one of the first times they ever met. Those guys hit it off so well, and they became lifelong friends and great oh, friends. Yeah. Like, I think he would, if you were able to ask Mad Dog today who his best friends are, Merv would be on the list, I feel like. Yeah. So. Yeah, I would say so. But I'll play this real quick. Uh, this is Andrew doing uh, Randy Newman. Okay. He, he's only, like, he's about to be a freshman here, I believe. Fucking nailing it. He's hit all the notes, like it's that absurd, weird, like, I'm drunk right now. So, you know, it's funny because he does a great John McMurray, too. I'm meteorologist John McMurray. Your forecast for the Dolphin Blue Water area. Your forecast for the overnight hours. <laughs> it's uncanny, actually. It's absolutely uncanny. And Mad Dog about died laughing. You yeah. know, we, we, we talked about it later, and he's like, I'm so glad he got up and did that. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and, you know, it was funny because up until that point, there hadn't been a lot of people karaoke yet. And so I said to the boys, I'm like, you guys want to do something? Do something. And it was like everybody was held, holding back a little bit. Mad Dog and Rick had gotten up and done something, but like... Just let it fly. And then after that, everybody was like, yeah, fuck it. We can't, <laughs> no. you know, we can't let this kid outdo us. Yeah, of course. He <laughs> did. I mean, I, <laughs> <laughs> it was still the fucking best one of the night, but... Many tried. Yes. They they uh, they did they did their thing. <laughs> so so we, we were we we were at Mad Dog's house, but for some reason our what 
what was going on in our lives then, I have no idea. We're degenerates. We all know that. But our hobby would be to take a dump at somebody's house and then not flush. Just because. It's an asshole move, right? So I have to go. I'm at Mad Dog's house, and I use the bathroom off the kitchen there. And uh, I just unleash holy hell. And uh, I go to flush, and it, it won't go down. <laughs> <laughs> so so I come out of the bathroom with a big old smirk on my face and, and Mark is like, What the fuck man? Oh don't tell me you didn't flush. I'm like, oh, I flushed. He's like, Well what are you fucking smirking about then? I'm like, I flushed, it just didn't go down and he fucking goes to hit me and I run out the back door. We 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 do the uh we do the you know the Benny Hill. Yeah, the Benny Hill like running around his yard as he's chasing me because he's pissed and I fucking clogged the toilet. He's like, there's a plunger sitting right beside it. I'm like, eh, I figured you could take care of it. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> I, I, you didn't flush, did you, fucker? Yeah, I did. It just didn't go down. <laughs> he was fucking pissed. And I remember oh, his dad yelling out, what are you guys doing? As we were running around the fucking yard over, Rick is like, blah, 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 just fucking chewing. <laughs> so several years ago, Mad Dog came over with his uh, carp shooting boat mm-hmm. at night. And uh, he took my mom out on it. And dear God, she was his favorite. Or he was her favorite person forever. After really? That. Oh, yeah. That's awesome. That he, he thought that that was, or she thought that was the coolest thing ever, like, yeah. You know, he had all the lights on it. They they shot one, yeah. and uh, she just thought that was the coolest thing ever. See, that's great. And uh, so that that was always, you know, it was funny because when when we were younger, she didn't fully appreciate Mad Dog. Mm-hmm. You know, it was like it was like oh, he, you know, he's he's just real gruff and blah 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 blah. Right. And then, but then, like as she got to know him, she absolutely loved Mad Dog. You know. And, as parents do with a lot of friends, I think the first time they meet them, they're like, "Right, what the fuck was what, that? Why the what? fuck is my kid hanging out with this fucker?" You know, and then then it was like, "Yeah, he's all right." And then when he took her out on the boat, she she he he asked one time he came over there and he asked him, he goes, "Can I bring my cart boat over sometime?" And mom's like, "If you take me out on it," so he brought it over like that night. I yeah. was like, "Let's go!" And uh, she got on there with him and just they they trolled around the pond looking for carp and uh, him and. Uh, Craig Rourke and uh, yeah, and her and she just thought that was the greatest thing ever. I I don't think he could have done any wrong in her eyes after that. Yeah, what's that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. He, he took my boys out there. Yeah, it's fun. That's fun. So you know, I, you know, and I I mentioned to my mother yesterday about Mad Dog's passing, and she she even had some interesting, you know, stories and whatever because he was. I mean, let's face it. We were all we were all at each other's houses. We did. We were all intertwined. I mean, we yeah. were a crew. We were. I mean, I can't tell you how many nights he passed out at my mom's place. We'd have parties in the woods, and we'd all pass out and sack out there. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it it, it really is amazing when you look back on it that that core group of friends that all hung out have still remained in you know still remain friends, still remained in touch. For the most part, I mean, it, right. everybody has lapses where you don't talk to somebody for a while. But, right. you know, we were talking last night, and there was only a few people that we really needed to get a hold of that because somebody's not in touch with them all the time. Right. You know, so there's only a few people that we had to get in contact with because everybody else is in touch with them. And I, I, I thought about this a lot yesterday, last night, as I was tying one on to in Mad Dog's honor. Um 
I can, I think, I can say with about 90% certainty, if it weren't for Mad Dog, this podcast wouldn't be happening today. Because I'm pretty sure he was the link that kind of like how you and I became friends way oh, back definitely. when. Oh, definitely. Definitely. You know? I'm pretty confident in that. that that's yeah. the reason. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and it's funny. I was telling the story last night to uh, Stolly and Pugsley. I'm like, you know, Mad Dog and Rick rode my bus. I was older than both of them. Right. And Rick and I feuded like hell. We, we were one grade apart, and we just we just would. That's what I love about Rick, though. Rick always, he's always up for a debate or a fight. Or, oh, yeah. yeah. We, we, would, we would fight. And he'd, always, he'd always come down the aisle of the bus, and I was sat towards the back because my, my sister and my brothers were older than me, so I sat towards the back by them. And even after they were off the bus, you know, I, I sat back there. And so he'd always come back, and he'd always want to sit with me, and I'd be like, no. No, there's already two people in the seat. You're not sitting with me. And then he'd like shove his way in the seat, and then I'd sit there and punch him. And then (laughs) I'd get off the bus, and that would be it. And, uh, you know, as Mad Dog got older and started riding the bus, and he'd be like, you know, you shouldn't be hitting my brother. And it's like, shut up, you little shit. Shut up, you little (laughs) bastard. And, you know, I I was friends with Mad Dog first, and I I can remember saying to him one time, like, so does your brother just fucking hate me? (laughs) I'm like, because, you know, you know I'm not that kind of asshole. He's like, oh, I'm sure he fucking hates you, but, you know, who cares? Who cares? He'll, he'll still drink beer with you. That's right. And, uh, you know, so then I, I became friends with Rick afterwards. And it, but right. it was just, it was one of those things that I've known those guys. Pre- I, I don't remember a time when I don't know them. That's, that's funny you say that because that's crossed my mind, too. Like, I don't remember not knowing Mad Dog. I'm not knowing Mikey Smith. Not knowing... And I know there had to be a lot of life before that, but it, I was fairly young. I was probably 15 when I met all those guys and became, yeah. you know. And really, I think I, I met you more towards after I got out of high school, like 18, 19. And um, it's just wild. It's wild that somebody that you really, it's, it's, I know it's cliche, but it's like a, you, your time of coming of age as a person and you spend so much time with them. And and now they're they're gone. It's weird. Well, and how many times have you been somewhere and you talk to somebody and they'll be like, "Oh, you're friends with Mark, right?" right. You know, and because he was just a link between everybody. He was, and, and it's funny and it's fucked up because he was one of the most antisocial humans you'll ever fucking meet. Yeah, he didn't like anybody. He hated everybody. <laughs> He fucking hated everybody. <laughs> but he loved them all at the same time. As a matter of fact, I think that's where he coined, I coined the phrase because I'm pretty sure he said it. I'm not racist. I hate everyone equally. <laughs> yes. So, but at the same time, he loved everybody. And yeah. If you knew him, you also had that same relationship with him. Like, you had plenty to bitch about, right. Mark, but you couldn't help but just love the guy. Right. And I don't know why that is. I, I've never well, been able to fucking suss that out. One of the one of the biggest paradoxes in the world was Mad Dog because right. you couldn't find anybody who didn't love hate him. Like I remember so much. Like he he much like you know I'm I've done it too. He went to jail. He got picked up for drunk driving. So when he came home, we picked up a fucking cake for him. And <laughs> we picked up a cake from DQ, an ice cream cake, and it had Tweety Bird on it. And the lady actually drew a cage around the Tweety Bird for us on the fucking cake. And it said, welcome home. <laughs> and he loved that so much. He's like, you guys are fucking assholes, but I love it. 
Because I said you would have done the same for every one of us, and he says, you goddamn right I would have. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> Tweety Bird is a, you know, from Back to the Future, welcome home. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's always that Uncle shit. Joey. <laughs> <sighs> you know, um, one of the things that, one of the big what-ifs, of, I wonder, is uh, one of the other big strides I remember with Mark was when he started driving truck. And he it, he seemed to love that so much, but then he got sick. Yeah, and he couldn't anymore. I remember when he he had he had had a setback. Yeah, driving truck, and he told me like I probably won't be able to drive truck anymore. And I'm like, well, why? And he's like, well, a lot of complications from diabetes. Right. And he kept pretty quiet about any of those issues up until that point. Right. And it was just, you know, here was this guy who was always the life of the party, party animal, and you could just always count on him to be there for a good time. And he had a chink in his armor. Oh, yeah. And it was it was like, wow, really? You know, I, I had a... I had the same kind of hard time with that, you know, accepting that. that and it didn't change him at all. So I, I, there shouldn't have been any issue there because... <laughs> It didn't change how he no. acted, behaved, or no. or was at all. But, yeah, it was just kind of like, wow. All right, well, you know. And then you're like, okay, well, let's get together and hang out. We don't have to drink. And he's like, the fuck we don't. That's right. <laughs> you know. You know. He, the, he was just like. The beauty of Mad Dog, you give, you, all he ever asked for was your time. That's it. Yeah, all he ever asked for was your time, and well, I, he would I, also give. He would he would return it tenfold, right? But I, I've I've really I'm beating myself up, and I'm trying not to. I should have. I yeah, it is what it is. But um, all you needed was he'd throw in a fucking dip of chew, hand him a fucking beer, and just a bonfire, and that's all you needed. Yeah, that's all you needed. Yeah, the rest would take care of itself. Yeah, and you know, don't do not beat yourself up because. And he'd be the first to tell you. He's as much to blame for anything. So don't beat yourself up. But also, you know, it's one of those things where you... Once again, we've learned a lesson. Yes. (laughs) He's he's taught us something that uh, only dog can teach us. And that's that tomorrow isn't guaranteed. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. So, you know, whatever, whatever issues you think you have with somebody, anything like that, Fuck or them. don't delay. If you Fuck haven't them. seen somebody in a while and you love them, just just do it. Yeah. Pick up the phone even. Just just fucking give a call. Give a text. You know? Anything. You know, this this is what I've realized in life. Um, I, I used to be the guy that everybody would, you know, I'd be text a texting fiend back and forth. And then I realized that I was always the first one to text people sometimes. And so I stopped. And I sat back. And I wasn't getting as many texts. And I thought about it. And I said, they, you know, it's become, it's become such a thing I do so much that it has, doesn't seem important. So now when someone texts me, I think to myself, I'm happy. That means they're thinking of me at yeah. that moment. So, yep. so I think it's beautiful. If somebody will randomly text me, somebody will just, even it could be the most mundane shit, send me a fucking meme. I don't care. You saw it and thought of me and thought it was funny and thought I'd enjoy it. And that yeah. means a lot in life. Well, and, and I'm still fairly old school. I still right. like 
You like to call. I know. You like to call, yeah. Mainly because I generally have more to say than what a text can get through. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, if I need to discuss something with somebody or, right. or I have something that I want to actually, you know, have a conversation about, I can't do it over text. And, I just can't you know, do it. And I know that for you. Like, I see if I miss your call and I'm busy, like, I always try to call you back within about five minutes because I'm like, all right, we just got some shit to talk about, yeah. you know? And and I try not to call people like, for, like, hey, <laughs> uh, how's your day going? Uh, what, are you, what are you wearing right now? Uh, did you polish one off today? Yeah. <laughs> you know, what, I, I, what were you thinking about? I don't... Uh, no, so I, it's just, you know, maybe it's getting older. It's mo- it's mortality. You realize that... But every time someone texts me out of the blue, I'm happy. It yeah. makes me happy because, like I said, it means they're thinking of me. So I try to do that randomly about once a week. I'll, I'll scroll through my text chains, find somebody that I enjoy, like, love... And I'll just randomly send them a text, like, hey, how you doing today? Just because it means I'm, I'm thinking of them, you know? Right. So. And, yeah, I, I that's something that, uh, you know, people probably don't do enough of. Right. And sometimes you feel like, oh, I get so many texts. I get so many calls. Right. But what else do you have to do with your life? What exactly. Is, what is life if you're not partaking in, I mean, in enjoying the people that are around you? Obviously, if you've made it this far into this podcast, you have some spare time. Yeah. Text so send somebody. somebody a fucking text. <laughs> yeah. And you have nothing better to do. <laughs> That's a hundred percent true. So stop being a lame ass. Send That's somebody right. you care about a text. That, or an email. Yeah, or an send email. us an email. Send us an email at pineapplenipplearsole at gmail.com or PNA Podcast Express at gmail.com. If if you're listening to this, and this will obviously not be the last time that we have a mad dog discussion because we will still continue the subject. My friend no. is a dis- dick, dick, and here's, here's why. why. And that will include him a lot still. A lot still. <laughs> so, he, you know, there's so he, many stories. He will live on for an eternity. Yeah. Because of our My Friend is a Dick and Here's Why segment. I have almost 30 years of stories of that. You've son got of a bitch. 30 years of him being a dick and here's why. Yeah. And you do as well. I do too. I have a lot. <laughs> so, and being that he was. A constant dick. There's a lot of stories. It was. It, it's really kind of what defined him as being a dick. Well, he wasn't called Mad Dog just because his initials spell M A D, right? And his initials were M D, right? And he sometimes partook in Mad Dog 2020. He loved that shit. He, he was his his being called Mad Dog was so much more than that. It was it was him. It became. It became a lifestyle and a persona. Although my sure. kids called him Angry Puppy. Ang- so. Oh, no shit. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. Or Uncle Dog. Uncle Dog, Angry Puppy. Yeah. Uh, it's funny because I always, it, probably the last, I'd say three or four years, I just called him Bark Bark. He'd be around, I'm like, hey, Bark Bark. And he'd be like, what? Well, you know, uh, my oldest had a good point true, yeah. a few years ago, and, and he, he walked up to Mark and said this, and it kind of shocked me because with him being a college wrestler now and everything, but he's yeah. like, he goes, you were my first, you know, he, he thanked him. He's like, you were my first wrestling coach. Yeah. So, you know, his, his impact was far and wide. Yeah. And it's going to be great to, to go to his, his funeral and see everybody that, that, that cared and that whose lives he's, he's, Affected, whether for the good or rather for the bad, it's going to be yeah. awesome, and, and there's no doubt it's going to be a packed house. Um, 
Well, there are already plans for a, a Mad Dog Fest. Right. A, you know, Mad Dog. We should uh, have a Mad, Mad Dogapalooza. Yes. <laughs> there, there is already plans for that type of an event. Mad Dogapalooza! I, my suggestion is that everybody, we have a Halloween party and everybody dresses up like Mad Dog. <laughs> but <laughs> Green Bay Packers shirt, big old dip of chew. Yeah, some kind of floppy-eared hat. That's right. Some, scowl on your face. Some youper bullshit. Yeah, you know. scowl on your face, yeah. But, yeah, that that's kind of my plan. I, I think it will come to fruition. I think we can put together a hell of a party. I I think we can do that. My We were talking about where we'd have it, and I'm like, we started talking. I said, with all the people that would come to that, we better have that at a hall. Yeah, of so course. So we're going to have to rent a hall for that. Okay, and I'm down. I, I'm down with it. I'm sure we have plenty of people that would kick in to rent the hall. If not, we got it covered. Don't worry about yeah, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll make it happen. So, um, But I, I think that that would be a, a fitting tribute to him. It gives us enough time to get it going. And that son of a bitch loved Halloween. He did so much. Yeah. So I, I think that that would be a good thing to do. <sighs> it won't be an open to the public thing because we got enough no. people that are going to want to come to it. But never forget, it'll be a good time. I'll never forget the Halloween when I was dating Kelsey, the, the hottest probably one I ever dated and she dressed up like little Bo Peep and it was it was a a sexy little Bo Peep costume and he enjoyed the hell out of that he thought that was one of the greatest things he's ever seen <laughs> oh <laughs> and he probably credited you with that and you had nothing to really to do with it no no she just wanted to look sexy but god bless if you're a sexy woman and wanted to look that way then fuck but he he's I remember him saying to me he's like I'm, I'm gonna be taking your girlfriend home tonight I'm like no you won't <laughs> No, you won't. And he didn't. And he, and he didn't. <laughs> Fantastic. That that was something else we discussed last night is how awkward it was when uh, when Dog was macking on a chick. Oh, God, it was so horrible. It was so fucking horrible. He, the guy, I don't, oh. And he, well, had, some, he had some girlfriends throughout the years. Oh, like, yeah, definitely. Some very nice, some very polite, nice pretty, polite, girls, pretty yeah. girls that... You wondered, I wonder what's what the wrong fuck with them. are you doing with Mad Dog? Yeah. You know, but it was always funny, like especially with the band when in, in his younger years, because he was just twenty one when he was hanging out with us, right? And uh, you know, he just uh, he would be hitting on a girl, and and you'd be like, "Wow, that is like the strangest game I've ever seen anybody have," right? And it was it was uncomfortable for everybody else, but it seemed to work some of the time. I think it was more a mix of horror and intrigue from the young ladies. <laughs> like, like, where is this going? Yeah. Like, I know this is a train wreck, but I just can't stop watching I can't, it. I can't. I can't. I can't. I must look. I cannot look away. <laughs> I got to see where this ends. That's, I, what's the end game here? I'm going to be stuffed in an old freezer in a basement somewhere. It's like an indie film. That's right. You know, I'm not enjoying this, and it's very awkward and uncomfortable, but... But I, I just have a feeling this is going to be award-winning. Yeah. <laughs> People are going to be talking about this later, and I want to be a part of it. <laughs> Nailed it. Yeah. Oh. That was Mad Dog's love life in a, in a, in a nutshell. That's <laughs> true. It's fucking true. Oh. What a guy. What a he's fucking special. guy. <laughs> yeah, he's special. Can he drink? <laughs> Still a fucking great story. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and, then, and then him later being like, I think she's into me, but she's being fucking weird. 
And of course, we had to egg him on. <laughs> she mentioned that her dad drives for Sound Like Transportation and probably knows me. <laughs> oh, shit. Sorry for that comment there. <laughs> no, you're not. <laughs> you're right. You're right. Oh, boy. Well, we're we're over an hour into this. <sighs> Let's get out of here. And uh, I, I know it's not long enough, but like I said, this will not be the last. Oh, there'll be plenty more Mad Dog stories. Don't worry. But yes. this one, this one is the near and dear. And this this podcast is dedicated to Mad Dog. We love you, buddy. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, my phone decided to ring. I like it. It's a yeah. sign. Yeah, but uh, you know, just. Uh, if you knew Mad Dog, absolutely please email us. Yeah. Uh, send us a story. Yeah. Particularly send us a story if he was ever a dick to you, which everybody that knew him, he was a dick to them at, at some, some point. point. Yeah. yeah. So send us that. Send us a, an anecdote, a adventure that you had with Mark, because there were plenty of those as well. Maybe he plugged up your toilet. Yeah, absolutely. Probably. And, uh, you know, just... just don't don't hesitate to share. This is this is not a one and done thing. No, we've talked about him before in many many of our previous episodes throughout this right. journey to a hundred, and we will talk about him more uh, in the three digit realm, of course, of our episodes as well. Of course. So we we have not even scratched the surfaces <laughs> on the stories that we have with him. <laughs> no, we have not. So they, 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 they just they, they come in waves. So it's kind of. It's kind of, I had a, a, some waves hit me today. I'm like, I need to remember to tell that one. Yeah. Oh, I, I, trust me. That that's been a. Uh, and there's some that I will save for later, right? <laughs> because I probably wouldn't be able to get through them right now. Yeah. No, I but, get it. So this this episode went how I wanted it to go because I wanted it to be happy. I wanted it to be happy because I almost had a time or two when I couldn't be happy, but no, we got there. Yeah. I, I didn't want this to be a uh, oh, you know, poor me fest or poor you fest. Because you know what, Mad, Mad Dog, Dog would say you're being a bitch. Yeah, he'd be like, <laughs> "Suck it up, assholes." That's right. And uh, although, let's face it, he would want us to be miserable. Yeah, of course. <laughs> well, I think he always wanted us to be miserable. Are you fucking kidding me? <laughs> so, you know, job well done there, Mark. <laughs> Nailed it. So. All right. Well, we're going to uh, we're going to go ahead and wrap this Play one up. up. But uh, like I say, this will not be the last of our of our Mad Dog tales. Everyone will get to know him very very well through the rest of our uh, episodes. Of course, of course. He's Adam Filkins. I'm Phil Nickel. PNA Podcast Express. PNA Podcast Express at gmail.com. Pineapple nipple arsehole at gmail.com. Send us emails, especially if you have anything as far as dirt on Mad Dog. Make good choices. 